Yo, guys, before we start today's episode, um, I, we took a week off. Obviously, you haven't seen some episodes come out. Luckily, we were last minute able to put together an episode for the Morning Roast last week that talked about censorship. I know a lot of people have been covering the protest, photographing, shooting a lot of video, and there was a lot of questions about when and why to censor people's faces in the protesting. So we hope that that episode could shed some light on that and, and bring some value to you. Uh, it's just been a super difficult last few weeks. This shit's been nuts. Yeah, man. I think, you know, we, we wanted to take a step back. We felt like there was much more and more important things in the world to be promoting and, and, and pushing than our podcast. Um, and just so you know, the episode you're about to hear is pre-recorded. We recorded it before, um, you know, any of the crisis in the world went down and we hope it provides you some type of escape or some type of uh, outlet to learn something new and get inspired uh, of how you can be created from home. Uh, but we just want you to know that we're definitely, you know, putting plans in the works. We want to continue to contribute to the conversation that's going on. And we hope to bring some of that to you on the morning roast, uh, very soon. So we hope you enjoy this episode and, uh, let's get into it. And we are back with another morning roast edition of the black window cream podcast, where every Wednesday morning we deep dive into creative topics with the goal of giving you a daily dose of motivation and inspiration. I'm your host, Ben Hegarty, AKA Ben real verse world. This is my co-host David Malave. And today's topic is making cinematic product videos from home featuring Austin Paul. I'm really pumped for this episode. Yeah, man. Uh, one thing that we noticed during quarantine was there's definitely been like uh, like basically two types of content that's been popping when people haven't been shooting and that is product videos and behind the scenes content whether it be like split screen uh, behind the scenes posts that people have been making or just YouTube behind the scenes content of like shoots like product videos and uh, man there's some really dope creators out there that are creating like commercial grade spots from their home uh, for with products that they're finding in their kitchen or their living room and we wanted to bring in a creator who we think is doing this really well right now. Yeah, and, and one of them is Austin Paul. He's a Black Window Cream member. We saw him sharing some of his work in the Black Window Cream community and then uh, started to notice his YouTube channel. He had a channel that blew up. He got like 30,000 subscribers in less than a month. He was featured on Daniel Schiffer. Everyone knows Daniel Schiffer's a go to YouTube. Uh, he featured him on his channel, which helped his channel grow. Um, and he's just been killing it. So we we're, were stoked to talk to him and we gave him a call and had him kind of share his information on, on all of this. Yeah, so you're going to hear us dive into like his entire creative process when he's creating these product videos everything from how he's using tools and drills and TVs around his house to create something that you really could think you see on TV um, and also how he's been able to leverage them into real brand relationships to the point now where he's getting hit up left and right to shoot uh, commercial spots just from things that he's creating on his Instagram so we're excited to get into this we're going to get him on the phone soon yeah but if this is your first time tuning into the podcast you're probably wondering what the fuck is Black with No Cream? Great question Black Window Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee Black Window Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. And without further ado, I bring to you this morning roast episode in the second most epic podcast intro ever created, right? Motherfucking now! Take some fucking notes, you bitch. Um, all right, awesome. How you doing, bro? 
I'm doing great, you guys. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm really stoked. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nah, man, you, um, you've you been kind of crushing it right now. We obviously see you in Black Window Cream popping off amazing content all day long. And then and through that, you've kind of shared this story with us. And I would like to hear from you, but about how your YouTube channel's kind of just popped off over the last month with content that you've been making. You've been breaking that down behind the scenes. Is that safe to say? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I can kind of uh, explain a little bit about that if you guys want. Yeah, please. So, I mean, honestly... I've been, you know, pretty much when you're a freelancer, when you're first starting, you're trying to make money any way that you can. And so for a while I was doing weddings nonstop, like 50 weddings a year. I was also doing marketing. I was going all over the world. Last year, I think I was out of the, like, out of the country more than I was actually in the country. And then, you know, right before this corona, coronavirus thing happened, I was thinking, I was like, I need to slow down traveling to, traveling and filming as you may know is super exhausting and um i w- i was thinking to myself i was like oh what would be really cool is product videos i love seeing those product videos all the time and i really like whiskey and hey worst comes to worst i get some free whiskey maybe out of this <laughs> so um i started trying to dive in and i was looking on youtube because that's you know pretty much my college um and i was looking all over youtube and i couldn't find any tutorials on product videos and so i kind of started diving into like product photography tutorials and looking at those and i had to go through like 20 30 different ones then i was looking at these different websites and trying to figure it out and just taking everything i could learn and so i decided to make my first video uh, and it was terrible really really bad and i didn't want to share it at all and my girlfriend was looking at it and she's like, no, 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 this is actually pretty good. And I was like, okay, well, let me do it again. And so when I did it again, I decided, hey, you know what? There's no product video tutorials out there. And so I decided that I would make one and kind of share it with everybody so they wouldn't have to do the same thing that I did. And then literally right after I posted that, this whole thing happened. And I don't know, I guess, I mean, not saying, I don't think I was like first at all, but I just couldn't find any. And so it was kind of like perfect timing on all of that because right after this uh, whole coronavirus thing happened, it just started like every, it started getting a lot of views. And I, I was really surprised because I didn't think much of it, you know, and uh, I was just kind yeah. of being goofy in my, um, you know, um, living room and then like sticking a slider on my pants and stuff like that to get <laughs> shots or whatever but you know whatever works to <laughs> yeah, get the right. shot is what I always say to people people always think it's going to be something fancy when you have these setups because they see these huge productions with like robot arms I'm like no my setups are mostly just like as much gaff tape until it holds kind right, of thing so right. you know I think what's cool about it is like the convenience the convenience of quarantine, like we've talked about it several times on the morning roast, we're telling people when they're home, they're stuck, they can't normally go out and travel the world like you were doing or go shoot weddings or do whatever it is that usually involves being around people or productions. It's like, what else can we do while we are home? And we've been saying it nonstop, it's like, think of product videos, think locally, Where who's next door to you that's trying to sell food that's still open for business that you could still work with and maybe get some money out of it or build a long-term relationship this way and that way. Um, but what's cool is like you've taken advantage of um, the fact that there, there seems to be not a lot of content around this on YouTube and people are definitely interested. I think just the side-by-side comparison that we always see, it's like the BTS breakdowns of every, like a, every video where someone's showing you how something came to be just hits on Instagram. And I feel like on YouTube too, it's just taken off. Uh, and you had your, your, one of your videos shared, um, you had one of your videos shared by, uh, Jesus, why am I Daniel Schiffer? Daniel Schiffer. Goddamn. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the Jesus of YouTube, he's a beast. 
You, so, <laughs> so when did that happen out of, uh, uh, with you sharing your content, at what point of you releasing videos did that happen? Yeah, so yeah, after that whiskey video, uh, I decided I want to do another one and I did one of Boom Chicka Pop, like the popcorn. And that's kind of, I did something in between where I took these two um, giant water barrels and then put them on a screwdriver and did the spinning effect because I was like, oh, maybe I can do a cool vortex effect. And then a few Instagram accounts shared that. And then I was like, okay, maybe there is something here. People are really liking this like weird ideas I keep coming up with. So I wanted to do one of popcorn and I wanted to take it kind of to the next level. And now looking back, like I don't think it's next level at all, but <laughs> you know, you're always just trying to improve. And so I came up with an idea of putting the bag on a stick to rotate it and then throwing popcorn. And I was like, oh, I can mask those together. And then, so after I posted that, I think it was maybe like two weeks later, I, I would get random message requests because uh, like filmmaking accounts were sharing my BTS, you know, like side by sides. They love that stuff like you're saying. And I looked at my message request and it said Daniel Schiffer and I had like the check mark and I was like, oh, okay, this is actually like a legit, per like legitly him, not like, you know, cause there's always fake accounts right, where people right. have very similar names and stuff. Right. And he's like, hey, can I call you? And I had no clue what it was about. I was like, uh, shit, like, is he gonna be mad about something? I don't know why I thought that, but <laughs> he, uh, he called me and he's like, hey, to be honest, like I really like what you're doing. I've seen some of your videos now because I'm always, on YouTube, checking out different people's works, getting inspiration. And I really wanna recreate your uh, exploding popcorn shot, but for my Cheerios commercial. And he's like, would that be okay? And I was like, well, I mean, honestly, you could have done it anyways without even asking me. So right. I really appreciate that. And uh, he said that he'd give me a shout out for it. And then so he was messaging me back and forth. He's like, so how did you do it? Cause I can't figure it out and blah, blah, blah. Because a lot of people like mistake is like throwing everything sideways, which I tried as well. But you know, with gravity, if you're throwing it sideways and then you're trying to have it explode up, it just doesn't work the same as yeah, like exactly. having the gravity like that. And that's kind of where he's having trouble and then masking them together. And so I helped him, walked him through that the best I could. Right. Every time I make something, I kind of think it's like the like weird kind of like janky version. I'm like, well, this kind of works in After Effects kind of <laughs> idea, which I don't think is ever legit, but you know, if it looks good enough, right? And um, so yeah, he told me he's gonna share it. He's told me when he's gonna drop it. And after that, like things kind of like, like exponentially sped up, you know, like my, I think I had like a, <laughs> like a thousand subscribers just from random stuff. And uh, then it's grown to, I think like 30,000 now. And that's not, I mean, in a month, which is, I mean, I guess a lot, it's a lot for me. Yeah, it's a lot that's of, a uh, lot, bro. That's a lot. a lot. That's a good yeah. bump right there. You exploded, that's sick. I think, yeah. you know, I really wanna break this down though, cause I think the concept of this is so dope in the sense of, cool, so like you were saying, like I think you really, cap you really like cap uh, captured like lightning in a bottle in a sense because of like, what was inspiring for me when I saw your video in Black With No Cream was, it really got me thinking outside the box cause I was like, damn, like, Look what he's making in his living room, right? And the Pringles commercial, the the the, uh, the Boom Chicka Pop, all the ones you've been making, they like I promise you, they you could see those like on a commercial on TV, and they would fit like hundred percent. And it's like you think, and you these commercials are being shot, big budgets, whatever. Like you said, with robot arms, and you're in there just utilizing like a couple lights, sliders, and being really creative with different tools, right? And the coolest thing is that, you know you're taking a product that anyone could buy at Walmart and you're creating a commercial level product that can eventually even land you not only like a paid job, but just at least make an uh, impression on these brands. 
Like, do you, what, what do you think about uh, that and how you've been able to like develop or try to take something you're making at home and really put it on a level where you could go like get real paid work from it? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's always been my, ever since I've started, that's been my adage of pretty much what you have to do is you have to create and when you're when you don't have work because i know there's a lot of people in black with no cream and uh, full-time filmmaker that are freelance or just starting out and they think that just sitting there is gonna give them like the answer of oh somebody will knock on my door and give me the job and that's never the case and i've since i've started three years ago of filmmaking uh when i first picked up a camera and started doing all that or maybe it's four years i don't know now but um i've always the way that i've done it is just when there's nothing to do, go out and film, create something new. Because when you're creating something new, that's when your skills develop and people see that. And when they see you putting out new stuff, that's when you get hired. Since I've done these product videos, people are always really confused why I've done these for free. And I was like, well, nobody's gonna hire me if I don't have it on my portfolio exactly. kind of thing. And once I did those, I mean, I'm getting hit up left and right now for like, uh, commercial work or product work and like I my next month is gonna be so packed with different companies that I'm working for now and like making money when I could have just been sitting here the whole time during quarantine and not making any money right. kind of thing. That's amazing bro. I, I'd be curious to hear um, obviously we can add some b-roll on top of this because it's cool to see it and hear from you but when you're when you're utilizing your living room as your production studio what have been some of the tools that you've been using to make this? You talked about a slider but also you've, you're using like drills and custom plates and that are turning and trying to utilize yeah. like just spray bottles and simple things that I think a lot of people aren't going out of their way. Even the um, astronaut shot in, in your last video, how you were using green screen on the helmet to do the reflection, you're using TVs and mirrors. Um, how are you going about coming up with creativity for these videos and like the tools that you need to accomplish those ideas that you come up with? Yeah, yeah, so I mean, the like pe yeah people have been asking me how i keep coming up with these different ideas and i don't really have an answer to that my mind honestly runs like at like a thousand miles a minute and i don't sleep much so a lot of my ideas i think come like in the middle of the night and i think everybody's minds kind of run a lot but the trick is just like kind of listening to that instead of you know just letting those thoughts in the back of your head i'm kind of listening to everything and like my life is gone like since i started filmmaking it just 100% obsessed with filmmaking and that's what I do you know that's what I'm thinking about my girlfriend hates it probably because anytime she's talking to me she knows that I'm zoning out and then I'll <laughs> respond with like filmmaking stuff but that's kind of like where my mind is at all the time so I'm always thinking of something or always trying to work it out like a puzzle piece and then on top of that like utilizing things gaff tape is like my number one tool and then sticks just uh like sticks that you can buy like uh from home depot i use that with super glue to kind of make like props almost like puppets you know to make my a lot of my movements like for the pringles thing we <laughs> took us like a day and a half to glue those pringles together people and people ask me all the time they're like why do you why did you not just do cgi and i was like one i don't know how to do cgi <laughs> or computer graphics so that's why i don't do that and two I don't look at it as like, oh, that can be done in CGI. I look at things that are done in CGI. I'm like, can I do that in camera? Mm. And that's kind of where I get excited. I'm like, whoa, could I actually create that with like the tricks and uh, tools that I have in here? Or I see like these production shoots with 30, 30 people on them just for product videos. And, I, and, I, and I've always just thought that's kind of insane in my own personal, and nothing against that because they do crazy good work. And I wish I could like, one day be at that level but i just i've always thought it's always overkill with how many people they have involved in things and i'm like i i could probably do that in my living room 
maybe like at a lower level, but I'm like, what if I could do that? That'd be so cool. You know, I want to be able to show people that you can do great quality work and you don't need to have this whole team. I mean, yes, the team is helpful for a lot of situations, but you don't need that to make your own personal good work, you know? Mm. Yeah. I think, I think that's really why this stuff is so cool and people is, is captivating people. And even with going back to Daniel Schiffer, like, you know, his, you know, his whole epic, uh, epic B roll that he did with Peter McKinnon and the stuff he's doing on his channel. I feel like the reason why people love that so much is because when you tell someone like, look, I shot this video handheld only, right? You're, you're almost eliminating all limitations from people. Cause they're like, cause if you might show them that product video before I saw your stuff or anyone else's stuff, I might've thought like, damn, a product video, like, you know, they have like amazing lighting and, 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 the backdrops and, and the way that they're able to like move the camera or whatever. But then you see your video and you're like, you literally put a TV and you can use like something you create on a computer as the backdrop. You, a drill can act as to rotate the, the, the product in slow motion. You know what I mean? Like small attention to detail things. And I feel like, uh, these product videos like show you that you all you have to do is just pay attention to details and really just set out to make something like you if you just go in your house and say hmm, there's this mug like what can i make with this mug only and making something then allows you to have something to show someone else and show brands and it's just initiative which is really cool i think um i'm curious also with your channel like it seemed to be you were doing travel type content and then this you started messing with this this is taking off right so what is obviously it's happened over a month. You've gained 30,000 subscribers. That's a shit ton of people that are all tuning into your work. You feel like you owe them something. You're also getting hit up by brands who are now trying to hire you to make more content like you are on YouTube. What is your goal now? Is, is your goal to just use YouTube as leverage to get new clients or are you trying to use your client jobs and piggyback off that to serve your like YouTube audience and kind of grow there? Because it can go two ways. You could do really high end commercial content on the fly uh, and make a shit ton of money or you could do both and, and try to find the balance, but also deliver to your YouTube content and still get money through ads and, and building relationships with brands and things like that in the future. So what, what are you thinking about? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's been a kind of a thing that I've been deliberating between because I get, you know, I've been told from both sides of what I should do and what I shouldn't do. But honestly, ever since I started this journey, my whole goal is to make amazing films and make amazing content and my dream honestly one day is just to be making feature films and i know maybe not for the big screen because that's probably not going to be in our future <laughs> uh you know just looking at that but i want to be i want to be telling stories and that's my my end goal so i make short films as well and i i see this as a way of like i'm not going to stop making commercial work i'm not going to stop making product videos i'm not going to stop working with clients but i'm also not going to stop my youtube i i want to kind of bring that all together and keep making a name for myself so I can get to where I want to go as well while helping other people. And I think that's important because I feel like a lot of these, uh, not, not a lot of people, not the people we're talking about, sorry, but I feel like a lot of people, um, as they get more and more famous, people will see them as untouchable or untalkable. Like they, you can't talk to them or reach out to them. And I, I try my best, like utmost best to respond to everybody that I can. And when people hit me up and say, Hey, I have a question, how do you do this? Or, hey, can you help me with this? I try my best, you know? I mean, it gets overwhelming at times, but when I first started, there, was, there wasn't there was really tutorials on YouTube for filmmaking as much, you know? It was more just people showing their really sick work and not right. really showing you how it was done. And 
I would reach out not to like famous people, but people local in my community that were filmmakers, like that had production companies. And I said, Hey, I'd love if I could just be like mentored by you. I don't know anything about filmmaking. I couldn't even tell you what ISO or aperture or any of that was, you know, I was just running around with the auto on the camera and I'd see people just read the messages and never reply. And so I promised myself that I would always try to, if I ever got good enough that people wanted my advice, that I'd give it to them or try to help out. Because when you're raising the bar, like you're not only making yourself better, but you're raising the whole bar for the whole community to be, be better. And that challenges you to be better as well, you know, kind of thing back and forth. Giving. Well said. Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's what we're here about too. And I feel like, you know, even just speaking on, on your tip, like, as no matter what you do, I think your YouTube channel can always grow with you because everything that you do in your real life, you can always, you know, turn it around and create behind the scenes content for it and continue to have, be that person that's providing that content the same way we, we try to. Um, well, I'd love to ask you, like, you know, I think like we had been talking about, like, you know, you can either, you can wait for Pringles to pay you. Like you can reach out to Pringles and be like, Hey, I want to make you a product video and wait for them to pay you to do it. Or you can just do it and show them, right? Like we've been talking about. So I'm wondering, do you have any advice or what's been your experience in either reaching out to a brand? Let's say you, you grab the Chica Pop, you never even talk to them, you make that, that video. What's been your process of like sending that to them or what's been your process of reaching out to a brand and letting them know that you're able to create something for them or that you have created something for them? Um, yeah, so uh, Pringles never has responded to me. Right. Uh, Boom Chica Pop has never responded to me. The whiskey company has never responded to me. But the funny thing with that, like I've reached out to all of them because I'm like, hey, you know, just for fun, like here's free content for you guys. And exactly. it's not terrible. Right. Like, you know, you don't have to use it, but hey, uh, or at least say, oh, that's cool, you know, <laughs> if you want to. Right. Um, but yeah, never responded on any of those. But I mean, that's was never the goal to like, hey, to get them to notice it because a lot of these huge companies, you know, they have these whole marketing teams, like they're out of reach kind of thing at yeah. this point. But until we open their eyes, you know, with what we can do at almost the same quality as these huge productions, um, I, but like other companies see it and that's who reach, they reach out to me. If your content is good enough and you start getting kind of movement there, you know, these other companies. And if you're not like getting a lot of views and eyes on stuff, which I've been doing for like the last three years until now, what I would do is I'd make really cool stuff and then I'd send it to smaller companies, more companies that are more attainable in my reach and wheelhouse of, you know, skill level. Of course. And they would see that, you know, I'd create something and then I would share it to a company that's very similar, but like on a smaller scale. Right. And that's kind of where the success has been for what I do. Um, and that's what I've been doing since day day one, honestly, with even with marketing videos when I first started, that's all I would do is I'd create something and be like, hey, check out what I created. I can do something for you guys yeah, like that's, this. You know? That's a great attitude. And that's the, uh, the definition of spec work and how spec work can go a long ways. Even if no one ever returns a message to you or whatever, like let those people do their thing. Cause these other brands are going to pick you up and take advantage of your skill set, And, and that will grow. And that's, that's the best part of all this uh, to close this out. I feel like it'd be cool to hear from you on how, when you do communicate to these brands that are starting to reach out to you now, or that you're touching base with, your ideas are wild, right? It's kind of hard to pitch your idea of, I'm gonna get some mirrors, make a pyramid, grab a big TV, make some wild, like that's really hard to put into a deck. What has been your process for pitching brands and expressing your ideas? Or are you more so right now just saying, just send me your thing and I'll trust me, I'll make something cool. Um, yeah, no, yeah, unfortunately, uh, with most like bigger brands that have been reaching out to me, they have a very specific uh, specific idea that they want or they've seen one of my videos and like, we want something like that. 
Um, and I don't, I try when somebody's paying me, I try not to take as crazy of risks because when usually when a company's paying you, they don't want to be surprised as much, you know, <laughs> they want to know exactly what they're getting mm -hmm. most of the time. And so I use these free videos and these ideas that I have to kind of experiment and then to allow like, uh, companies to see that and then kind of almost pick and choose from what I'm creating instead of kind of taking a risk because I don't want to take that risk on a company too because I had no idea. I literally woke up the morning of that beer shoot and said, I have an idea for this. Let's go buy three giant mirrors and see if we can make this thing happen. And I had no idea if it was going to work. And I mean, six hours into it, I still had no idea until we uh, like got our first shot. And even after getting my first shot, I had to step away from it for a whole night because I thought it was, I was like, this is just a gimmick kind of thing. It's right. not going to, you know, it's not highlighting the product. But then I was able to rework it and rethink about it. But yeah, I wouldn't want to risk that <laughs> with a client, you know, especially that's paying you good money to uh, be like, oh, this idea did not work out at all kind uh, of thing. Yeah. I think that's a testament a too. That's a testament too because I, I just mentioned this, like um, creating for yourself, right? Like the, the, the limit, like the weight off your shoulders when you're just creating something just for the sake of it, it's like you can make exactly what you want to make, right? No one's giving you notes, which means you can do exactly like the creative you're thinking of. You can push the limits. You can take your time. You can shoot it a hundred times if you wanted to. You could take five weeks to shoot it if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. And there's something freeing about that. And then it's just having like the, where the wherewithal and like the business mindset to understand that like, even if someone isn't paying you so it for it, like you can flip that and you can take that and that can become an asset for you. That's going to land you something in the future. You know, in the future, when you're hitting up, hit up a brand and they want something crazy, they're, you're going to be like, well, look at this. I created this with this pyramids and, and mirrors and all this stuff. And that video that you made for free turns into you know, a 20 K budget, maybe a couple years down the road. Cause you're proving like your skills. So I just think that's tight. exactly, exactly. And also what people seem to forget too, is when you're doing stuff for yourself, instead of just waiting for clients, you are growing your skills. I can't tell you how much my skills have improved since the first product video that I've released until now and knowing things. And when you're working for yourself, there isn't that pressure like you said, and you can you can play around with the lights, you can take your time, be like, oh, that doesn't look right. Maybe if I kind of adjust it like this, but say if you're in a production house and you're doing a product shoot and you have, what, a day to do it because they're renting the space or whatever, like you're not gonna be like, oh, let me just play around with this a little bit. Yeah, like you're on right. a tight schedule. You have to make sure that you execute it and you wanna be there. And it's almost like kind of scrimmaging and practicing exactly. before the big game. Like exactly. you test and practice, you know, you don't, you're not gonna go into a game never doing, never playing that sport before, you know, like the big game. So that's kind of how I think of it too. You know, yeah, I'm it's, always it's just great. practicing and experimenting. It's problem solving, cause you're gonna run into problems and then when you are on set and you, you're on, for pressure, you're like, oh, I know how to fix, like I've ran into this before. Let me change the lighting like this. You yep. know what I mean? It's the same thing. Yo man, yeah. you, you're a beast bro. We're, we're stoked another Black Widow Cream members popping off. <laughs> Uh, nah, man, for real. Congrats. I think it's going to be cool to watch your channel grow. We're glad that you're part of Black Window Cream and down to share stories like this. Um, where, if, where can people find you? Yeah, sorry, bro. Where can people find you? Uh, like, let people know so they can watch your tutorials. Yeah, yeah. So on YouTube, it's Austin Paul. It's A-U-S-T-E-N, not with an I. Everybody seems to always type that in because I know that's how it's spelled. But my parents wanted to make me special. <laughs> and then same thing same thing for uh, Instagram, which is Austin Paul. So with an yeah. under dash We'll put links thing. in the description, obviously. But yeah, yeah man, yeah. we appreciate it. We know you got another shoot you're going to put together tonight. So good luck with that, bro. Thank you, guys. Thank All you right. so much for having me. And I love black with no cream. So Thanks, yeah, bro. man. All right. Later, player. Peace.
that's it for episode 190. Jesus, we're fucking cruising on shout episodes. Out. We're almost at 200, boy. Uh, big shout out to Austin for coming on the show. Make sure to subscribe to Black Window Cream Podcast on whatever podcast platform you are listening to right now. That'd be awesome. Uh, if you support the podcast and you want to connect with us to have like updates on future episodes, but also to find out ways that you can get involved with the growth of Black Window Cream, you should shoot us a text message. 319-209-9041. We also have a link in the description. Um, if you've enjoyed any of these episodes, Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That'd be awesome. We uh, we think that that helps with the growth, and, and we appreciate hearing your feedback. So leave us a review and hit the five stars if you can. And uh, lastly, lastly, what should they do? Yo, just let us know and, and shout us out on Instagram if you're listening to the podcast. We'd love to see that. Um, if you're listening and you enjoyed it, screenshot your platform, post on your Instagram story, and tag us. Let us know you watched it, that you enjoyed it. We'll definitely be sharing those every week. And make sure to tag us on Black with No Cream so we can uh, we can shout you out. Yeah, we love that support. Um, that's it. That's our list, of laundry list of things we need you to do to help our podcast continue to grow. <laughs> All right, that's it for today. Enjoy the work week. Keep creating. We'll see you in a few days, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs>